The reviews are in, and we're going to tell you what they are. He's Todd Vandenberg. I'm Rob Steele. And quite frankly, I'm winging it this week because I just lost track of time completely. I blame <laughs> Spider-Man. Good call. It, it is not a J. Jonah Rant Jameson rant type thing. I saw a story, I think it was on Monday of last week. And I said, that is something that's going in the show. And after that, I said, I don't need anything else. <laughs> um, the story was that Tom Holland is apparently going to be doing three more movies as Spider-Man with Sony in association with the MCU. Yay. Indeed. But uh, <clears throat> I'm sorry. What's, I'm kind what's of, really I'm shocking concerned. to me is that Tom Holland is not the source. That actually is impressive. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Maybe they didn't tell him. That could be it. <laughs> that could be it. I'm frankly, I'm Spider-Man out already, but uh, to the point that I'm almost looking forward to Spider-Man six, which has to be called just go home. <laughs> Perhaps it will be. I'm not, I am not at all Spider-Man out, but also a trailer came out for, the sequel to Into the Spider-Verse, which is Across the Spider-Verse. Yeah. Part one, which is very Part exciting. Of 7,500. Jeez, thanks. More. See, that, that that's my thing. They're they're doing to Spider-Man what they did with Batman. The long um, Around 2,000, I guess. Because when they did the, the, the Tim Burton movie, that's fine. They followed it with the animated series. And you yeah. know what? That was fine. We got... Two Spider-Man or two Batman thing. Uh, but Spider-Man, we've got these movies. He's in uh, he's going to be in the Doctor Strange movie. He's in his movies. There's the Venom movies. There's the Morbius movie, which had a uh, a clip come out this morning. And I watched it and I went, yep, that's a vampire. Yay. Indeed. Um, yeah, I don't really got what three TV shows coming. I mean, it, it's that's a lot of Spider-Man across the universe, though. If it's that's, half yeah. as good as into the the universe, into the Spider-Verse, I should say, across the universe is a different movie, which I really, really love, but has not much to do with Spider-Man. Across the Spider-Verse, I like that it's part one of assuming two, because again, going like just like they did with Batman in the Long Halloween. I guess they're going to tell us it's a tale that needs more space to tell the story. I'm certainly okay more with universe. that. And Into the Spider-Verse was terrific. And the trailer looks amazing. So, again, this is not going to be out until 2023. It's November of 2022. No, 2022. Okay. But late. Late in the year. Well, oh, yeah, it, so, with the way things have been getting delayed of late, 2027. Right, yeah, who knows? 2027, by the, by the time we actually get something. Looks absolutely cool. Very, very happy. The only characters we see in the trailer are Spider-Gwen. Yay! And Miles Morales. Yay! But it just looks like it's going to be more of the same, which is perfectly, perfectly wonderful. There is another character that need. I'm. I don't understand the fascination with Gwen because there. I mean, there's Spider Gwen. There's uh, yeah. Gwenpool. Gwenpool. Hmm? Yeah. 
I'm not quite sure why they went off on a tangent and gave us like what other. There's five or six versions of her, and I'm like, I was gonna say there's at least six versions of, of Gwen, which is very why. Weird. I guess guilt over killing her off, but uh, they killed her off when I was ten. <laughs> why are they bringing her back now? I mean, you want to bring her back, that's fine, but they're, they're, can I call it overkill? If you're bringing yeah. someone over resurrection, that's what it is. Over resurrection, that's what it is. Speaking of resurrection, Uh-oh. an excellent, not planned at all in pre-pro high Ted. Segue. <laughs> I got one in on you. Metal Men was a series that I absolutely loved. It actually was out from DC back in the 60s. They've that never is. really done it justice. They revived <laughs> it. And it was awful, I thought. Yeah. They're doing it, an animated series of Metal Men. I did see that as well, and I thought that's... I don't know how it's going to go over. Uh, um, if they do it like it was in the 60s, but updated, and not horribly like they attempted, I think it'll be terrific. But two cool things. Two of the animators. Disney. Old school Disney. No, not super old school. Not like Snow White, because that would be weird. But... Like Little Mermaid, Aladdin, those animator types. Not quite sure how it will work with Metal Men, but that's great news because they know how to do great work. And one of the writers of, and this is the thing that made me literally cringe, one of the writers, (laughs) oh God, it's even hard to say, of... The, the HBO Max came out with a certain property that was a uh, kind of a reboot sequel to Space Jam, oh, which no. was, yes, one of the writers of that. Now, maybe she happens, and I can't recall her name. Sorry. She probably doesn't want her name associated with that property anyway. Uh, she may have been the one writer who came up with the th- three or four good lines or ideas that were in that movie. So I'm hoping that's the case, but that movie is really damn bad. So I don't think that was the best thing to mention that this person is attached to this project or perhaps even attach this person to this project. Unless, of course, you know, she was the one person who had good ideas. But regardless, totally looking forward to the. This is like. They are talking about like 2023, and I believe this is an HBO Max uh, property, so which would make sense because DC. But we will see if this happens. Actually, hang on a minute. If it's DC, it'd be Warner Brothers. Hopefully, it's going to be good. Yeah. That, that I'm sorry, you're right. That see, would, I told you I'm completely winning this episode, and see, I screwed something up, <laughs> which would be on HBO Max. But I mean, that's supposedly it's going to be an HBO Max series. Which would be great because they don't need to try to make a, a theatrical release of this. And yeah, don't this make point, a live version that would not work. No, that definitely would not work. Uh, or or, a, or even a live action version of what Disney thinks are live action versions when they're CGI animated animations. So yeah, looking forward to at least the attempt because I've always always loved that. I think that's a underused property i think it'd be very very cool uh and again don't base it 
please on the reboot that you guys tried because oh my god no um go back to the original go back to the drawing board please that would be lovely <clears throat> that i could appreciate you know so what? We'll see what happens no i had a, i had a segue in my head to something else no nope, well it drove well, off well why are you waiting for the segue we're yes. talking about theatrical releases and maybe not the best james bond huge hit apparently they could still lose a hundred million dollars on it oh absolutely because lots of production costs and lots of production delays and not quite the box office they would have anticipated because a lot of people ain't going to the theaters because they don't want to die which is probably a good idea so yeah this is a really good time to be making properties for streaming services as opposed to strictly theatrical release and then months down the road you get to see them pop up at home that's uh not exactly the best economic model at this point so that sure we'll kind of goes up. along with uh the eternals thing yeah. which i saw this morning before pre-pro hi ted <laughs> yeah, i think we both have to say it at this point yeah we do um there's supposed to be a 45-day window between when Marvel releases a movie in the theater and when it comes out at home. Well, the 45 days is actually going to be up before the end of the year, but they had still announced that it wasn't going to be coming to Disney Plus until uh, January 12th, if I recall correctly. I believe Although it's now looking like it's going to come out December 23rd. Which would make sense. Because I would think so meets the window plus holidays exactly whether it's like an extremely family appropriate film it's a marvel film so you know it's a family if if you want something that's not family appropriate and it took me a while to figure this out todd (laughs) sent me a clip this week of uh comedian jimmy carr <laughs> and his new did, did you catch the, the 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 I'm not going to call it a typo. They screwed it up. There's a difference between a typo and a screw up. Um, they said here's a clip from his new TV special that came out this week. Yeah, I didn't. And then at the bottom of it, it says the new special comes out December 25th. Right. And I kind of looked at the calendar and went, "That's that's that's not this week." Not this week, no. Which for, for Jimmy Carr to release a special or for them to Jimmy Carr special on December twenty fifth is pretty damn funny. I think it's <laughs> hilarious. I think Jimmy's he's a he, he's I'm not going to say he's obnoxious, but he is. I can see where people would find him offensive because he offends everybody. Yes, he is an equal opportunity <clears throat> offender for sure. So of course it's going to offend some people, but you know what? It, That's okay. It, it, it's okay, I think. I think most of the people who who are offended by him probably need to be offended. So maybe they're the, nope, nope, nope. I'm not going to get political. Nope, nope. <laughs> I'm I'm instead going to talk about a uh, a cop show because it kind of came back this week. Well, recently, not this week. This week just started. Last week, maybe. Probably the week before. Talking about a show that came out in 96, I believe it was, called Nash Bridges. Which was uh, 
not as long lived a show as I as I recall it being. So I thought it lasted longer than the uh, six seasons it was around. But uh, this was a show <clears throat> starring two big stars from the 80s, I think, Don Johnson and Cheech Marin. You kind of go, Cheech was a cop? Yeah, Cheech was a cop. Cheech was a pretty good cop. It, and this was actually a fun cop show, which is not something you get very often. Uh, Don Johnson played the lead, Nash Bridges. Uh, Cheech played uh, Inspector Dominguez, who was his sidekick. And they're part of the uh, San Francisco's Special Investigations Unit, or SIU. And it, it was a murder mystery show. But Don Johnson and Cheech Marin were both such sarcastic smartasses in this show. It was it was just a lot of fun to watch. Um, but there were a lot of other characters with it that I think were equally fun. My favorite character was actually played by a guy named Jeff Perry, who played an inspector named Harvey Leake, who was the resident, <clears throat> the resident tech guy back in 96. So he knew how all the computers worked and he knew how to do networking, which was you know, unheard of back in you know, 96. But the other thing was he was also a deadhead, <laughs> which was, not something you expect from a cop, much less a tech guy. And you kind of go, and and Grateful nice. Dead stuff, really? Um, but if you if we go back <clears throat> to the first season, when I think it's probably had its best cast, you can also add two of my favorite actors, uh, Kelly Hu and Kerry Hiroyuki Tagawa. Who, and I've never seen, Kelly Hu I've seen in a couple TV shows. Lord Tagawa, I have not seen on a TV show, but he was uh, in charge of the SIU for the first season, and he was his usual spectacular self. I can't recall ever seeing him in a TV show. Amazing. And, and this is this was a show that I came across by accident one day, just flipping around, and I went, "That's Kerry Hiroyuki Tagawa. I will watch this show." What's he doing <laughs> hanging out with Don Johnson? What the hell? And then I kind of got hooked on it, and it was a fun show. And it's now available uh, if you want to watch it on Amazon or it's also syndicated. So it could be on a local network at an odd time. Either way, it's fun to watch. But the reason it came back up this week, well, I keep saying this week and that's wrong, came back up recently was because the USA Network made a movie where that brought these characters back. And yes, it is 20 something years later. That's fun. Um where the SIU has become a tech-heavy unit, which doesn't really work well with Nash and Cheech, but don't worry, it got hacked fairly quickly, so they have to resort to Nash's tactics to figure out who killed who in this. And um, again, it was they brought all the characters back, including uh, Harvey Leake, who is now no longer an inspector. He's a reclusive tech guy who lives in a basement somewhere and is very conspiracy theory laden but he's he, he's very funny so very much worth watching uh, especially if you liked the original series but the thing that struck me as really weird about this like i said it's a usa network movie now available on bravo e now nbc.com sci-fi.com or telemundo <laughs> you'll notice usa network was not on that list which has confused the crap out of me that's that is a rather odd. <laughs> I don't know. Either way, Nash Bridges, watch the series, watch the movie. 
enjoy the car. The car is beautiful, even if it is yellow. I'm not really... That was actually almost a character in the movie, is how much Don Johnson loved his... Uh, I don't even remember what kind of car it was. It was I think it was a GTO from 68 or something. I don't know. But it was yellow. Didn't care. Didn't really care for yellow cars. But it looked. This one actually looked good in yellow until the beginning of the movie when Cheech accidentally blew it up. That becomes a plot point. Oops. That would Anyways. be uh, a point of contention, I would think. Uh, yeah, that's a good way of putting it. It was still a fun movie, and, and it's a fun TV show. So, Nash Bridges, that's enjoy. Me. The stream everywhere except on the USA network. It really Just, is. <laughs> I, I I don't know. Maybe they put the USA network in a cage. Maybe they did. Nick. Yeah. Maybe they did. Best yes. segue I can come up with. I told you I'm winging it this week. Yeah, not too bad. So if you uh, have Amazon Prime available or virtually any other streaming service, you can. Rent, because I don't believe it's available streaming on anything yet. Oh, I lied. It's on Hulu. It's streaming on Hulu, but it's also available for rent and everything else. But if you have Hulu, you can watch a fine film called Pig. Yes, as in a porcine creature. Sars Nicholas Cage. And this is the first time I've seen him act without doing the typical Nick Cage shtick for uh, probably 10 years. So... That's something of an event in itself. He is excellent in this role. He plays a <clears throat> former restaurateur chef who just hunts for truffles, sells truffles to restaurants, very lovely truffles, and he finds these, truffle, these truffles with the aid of his pig. Uh, one day his pig How is How did kidding. they find out that pigs could find truffles? We're walking after a pig, getting ready to turn it into bacon. Then it found some truffles and thought, ooh, lovely. Let me try this ugly thing that a pig dug up out of the ground. That's my question is how did they decide to even try truffles? Um, Anyway. I just work here. His pig pig is kidnapped. He is upset because this is his livelihood. It's also his pet. He loves the pig. So he goes off to try to find the pig. He reconnects with, uh, well, first he goes with one of his, uh, let's say, vendors, customers, who is something of a jerk, ass, rotten person. But that's okay, because he needs him to make connections. He connects with people from his past, try to find the pig. He gets into some bizarre underground cage fighting. Haha. Although they're not in a cage, but basically some... Uh, it's really not so much of a fighting he does is cage fighting it's just where he gets paid money to get his uh face punched um but and yes everything he does would be cage fighting but so it's this it's a strange journey that he takes to to find his pig and he reconnects with people from his past uh most of them that he doesn't want to reconnect with and most of them don't want to reconnect with him but cage is excellent in this movie I didn't think it was a great movie, but I liked the movie. But it's really nice to see Nick Cage. I hope that gets edited out. It's really nice to see Cage where he is not required to go full-on Nick Cage. I mean, most of the time I enjoy those movies. Like Mandy, which was like crazy over the top. The Color Out of Space. Virtually anything he's done, like I said, in the past 10 years. 
But it's really good to see that this guy can play a restrained role. I mean, obviously, he always could. He just hasn't been asked to. So it was really cool to see, oh, we're just going to have you play this character. You don't have to go way over the top. Just be this character. So that was really good to see. Wouldn't be a bit surprised to see him nominated for Best Actor. I'd be surprised if he won, because there have been some performances out there. (laughs) But... I mean, but it would be deserving. I just think there's some better performances that have, that have happened this year, but totally seems like a very odd plot. It is a very odd plot. It's quite an odd movie, but it's a good movie. It's a good movie, and the cage, quite good. And Adam Arkin, which you, I can't remember the last time, not Alan, but his son Adam, and I can't remember the last time I saw Adam Arkin, probably 10 years. Maybe he decided, oh, Nick Cage is actually going to act? I'll come out of semi-retirement and I'll work too. He's also Maybe he's what keeps Nick Cage from exploding. Maybe he is. He's the anti-cage. He is the anti-cage. He's the calming influence. But that is streaming on Hulu. And again, it's you can rent it virtually any place. A good, good drama with an excellent performance. Which is amazing that Nick Cage is just... It's just there. It's not saying it's not intense. It is, but not in the usual Nick Cage way. So good stuff. So it's not a dog of a movie. It's not a dog of a movie. Yeah. And, and the power of the dog, also not a dog of a movie. Enjoyed this movie more than pig. Pig is a good movie, but yes, since we're on the alien thing, we decided to go with another quadruped. So the power of the dog, this is on Netflix just came out. Well, came out Friday uh, as of this week, this year, except now it's a new week anyway. So it's been out for a couple of days. By the time you hear this, I don't know, you may not listen to this until 2027, in which case this is a really old movie. But The Power of the Dog, a Western. Westerns are ha- definitely having a revival over the past few years now. Stars Benedict Cumberbatch, the man who cannot say penguin, that there are no penguins in the film, so he's okay. <clears throat> he is a rancher along with his brother, played by Jesse Plemons, who is also excellent. This is in 1925 in Montana. And... So it hasn't changed. Yeah, it hasn't, basically. And he plays... Benedict Cumberbatch plays Philip, who is something of a hard-ass. And his brother, played again by Jesse Plemons, is George. And he's a more gentle creature, not so much the rancher type. And they take off on this cattle drive. They're bringing in their cattle to this town where they usually go. George decides he really likes the widow who runs the boarding house, restaurant, slash whatever, where they stay, and proposes to her. And Philip's not too happy about this because he sees her as an interloper and a gold digger, etc., etc. She really isn't, but... Hence the conflict between Philip and the young lady played by Kirsten Dunst, who is really good in this film. I typically don't care for her that much, but she's very good. There's a name I haven't heard in a while. Yeah, she's excellent in this. So there's a conflict between the two of them and a conflict between them and her son, 
And her son is, well, apparently her, her, her son is gay. Probably not the easiest lifestyle in 1925 Montana amongst a bunch of cowboys. So he gets a lot of derision from them. And that puts a lot of pressure on all the relationships in the film. And then gradually it turns into, so it's kind of a contest of wills between, <clears throat> excuse me, between Phil, again, that's Benedict Cumberbatch, and Kirsten Dunst's character, and her son. And then gradually he decides he's going to befriend the son. And it's interesting to see where the relationships go, and I'll just put it that way. Now, it's been written that there's a big twist ending. Um, I didn't really see it as a twist because, for once, I actually saw it coming. I knew what had happened. But if it's just one of those things where it's like, okay, if he didn't pick up on it earlier, it's not exactly made plain, but it's it's there for you to to figure out pretty easily at the end if you didn't figure it out at that point. But it's very well done. A really, really good drama. Uh, there's a lot of tension throughout. I wouldn't say it's a thriller, but definitely a tense family drama. There's definitely some action through it. Not fight scenes, nothing like that, but it definitely keeps you interested or kept me interested throughout. This has already been thrown around as one of the best pictures of the year, if not the best picture of the year, Cumberbatch. Again, when I mentioned about Best Factor, this is one of the reasons why I said I don't think Cage would win, because Cumberbatch <laughs> should, above Cage, wow. definitely. He's terrific. I mean, Cumberbatch is a great actor, and Cage is too. Cumberbatch is like lights out in this. Excellent film. He probably won't, because it's a Netflix movie. Uh, so, <gasps> we can't have that happen. You know, they've uh, the Academy doesn't seem to want to... Uh, honor anything that comes out of Netflix, whether it's released theatrically or not. But film by Jane Campion, terrific director. And there's a lot of buzz that she could be the third woman to win Best Director. Wouldn't be a bit surprised because it's one heck of an excellent film. So really, really enjoyed The Power of the Dog. Our friend Lee Hiley watched this the other evening. Very similar comments just thought it was terrific so there's two of us kind of one and a half because he's not here that highly recommend it and so does the new york times so there you go hey along with a bunch of other critics but but what do they think about it in montana uh i don't know so i'll look that up when you, you know. but, my bad uh, didn't mean to bring that up but good good film filmed in australia by the way, it's a New Zealand production, but apparently filmed in Australia, not New Zealand. So there you go. But of course, beautiful, beautifully filmed, terrific acting. Kirsten Dunst totally surprised me. She was terrific, which I typically don't think of her as being one of the best actresses around. She's very, very good in this, too. So everybody is. So I've, I've never thought of her as being. I've never thought of her as being bad, but I've never put her on the best actress list either. Yeah, exactly. I've never thought of her as like, oh, God, another. And it's like, no, 
But to me, she's always just been kind of like, oh, yeah, she's okay. But she's she's exceptional in this. And it's a very complicated character. Really good stuff. Great work by all of them. Cool. Nothing too horrifying in the movie at all. Unlike the last film that I watched. Uh-oh. Intentionally horrifying, though. Because oh, it's a horror God. movie. <gasps> Ooh, what a concept. And this is available on Amazon Prime. It's called Tumbad. T-U-M-B. B-A-D. It's a Hindi language film. And you can listen to it in three different languages. None of them English. So if you're one of those people who can't deal with subtitles, well, you might want to skip this one. But about a dozen languages that it's subtitled in, including English. This takes place actually over time. Fairly long time period, but basically starts, I believe, like in the late 20s in India. So India is still under the sway of the British. And it's about a family curse where one particular god has been bound to earth as a punishment for misdeeds. And this god just has all the gold they want. But they don't have any food, so they're sentenced to an eternity of horrible starvation and hunger. So these people figure out, this family figures out, it's like, okay, so if we feed the god, we can steal some of the gold from the god. But we can't get caught because then the god will eat us. So they figure out a scheme on how to do this, except they kind of have to sacrifice one of their family members to make it happen, which is sad. So this family continues to pull this very dangerous, tricky scheme over a couple of generations. And things, maybe get out of hand towards the end. And they actually get out of hand a couple, at a couple points midway through. So it looks like a fairly low budget film, but that they got every nickel, or I guess technically every rupee out of their budget on the screen. Because it looks really, really good. You can tell it wasn't like a $100 million production, but it looks really good. The effects are good. Not that there's a lot of them, but the ones that are there are great. The makeup is terrific. The main thing is it's a scary movie. That's the whole point. There's no jump scares, which I don't really care for because it's just a cheap way to. It's like, huh, I wasn't expecting that coming. It's like, but there's, that doesn't work the next time you watch it. So jump scares are crap, basically. But. This one builds up a lot of tension. Definitely a scary, scary film. Very cool, original plot. Can't wait until, you know, some clown in Hollywood remakes it in three years and ruins it, because I'm sure that's what's going to happen. <laughs> but really good film. Very scary. Original concept, original look to the film and style. Very good acting, too. So again, that's Tumbad, and that is on Amazon Prime. For nothing. I think we've come up with something to watch on every streaming service this week. Basically, yes. So good for, and it's it's all stuff that we enjoyed, I believe. So, uh, absolutely. So, we've given you choices, and they're good choices, just like. The choice you make when you go outside and you go, ooh, COVID, yeah, it still exists. I should wear my mask. That's a good choice. Keep that up. And, you know, of course, if you're not planning on going outside, 
then there's no problem with staying home and watching a movie. Captain, we're losing power in the warp engines. I think we should be leaving now. I'm going to go home and sleep with my wife. Uh, and on that unusually harmonious bombshell, it is time to end. I am very disappointed! Man, we have a weird job. It's shameful, but uh, eh, it's a living. And like that, he's gone. Make your own damn sandwich.